Hey guys, this is John, and you're listening to TCK Tale. For those of you guys who do not know, a TCK is a third culture kid. So that is someone who grew up in this weird in-between space between cultures, where maybe your parents' culture was one thing, and then your environmental culture was another, or your parents came from two different cultures, or whatever. So this includes pastor's kids, military kids, missionary kids, biracial kids, international students, and there's a whole gamble of them. And this podcast just simply shares their stories about life growing up and being an adult. And that's kind of what we're talking about today. It is a second interview and I'll keep doing some of these with specific people, but this is with Rachel who is on episode nine is her initial story. And so this is kind of a follow-up on that. Rachel's doing a super cool thing and uh, I'm super excited to be able to help her out with this podcast, but she is now working as a TCK care coordinator, well, TCK care person at at MTI, which is an awesome organization. So there will be more information about that, but I'm gonna let you guys get started. So here is Rachel. Obviously, you're Rachel, MK from Togo and China. You've been on here before. I think it was The Fence Protects Me was the name. I, I don't know t- podcast name numbers. I just know the names that I've come up with. But, okay, so you have graduated Moody. You're transitioning into a new full-time adult job role. What is that and what are you doing? Yeah, so I'm going to be working with Mission Training International. They are located in Colorado Springs. And I first got connected to them via my internship. I had met a few other students at Moody who did internships with them and just got really positive feedback. The one girl that I met with, she was like really, really positive about it. And I asked her, is there anything you would change about your internship? And she was like, no, like there's literally nothing I would change about it. And that really impressed me. And I had actually known about MTI because my parents went to MTI back when they were preparing to move to the mission field. And so I had always like known who they were, but then in college kind of became clear that it would be a really wise thing for me to do as I'm hoping to work in the member care, kind of counseling, missionary training field. So I got connected with them and it ended up that me and two other girls from Moody all did our internships with them. So during my internship, I got to kind of see just a broad range of things that they do, whether it was sitting in with the adult sessions and watching that, or being in the nursery and loving on the babies, or teaching classes with like eight to 12 year olds. I kind of was all over, and that really allowed me to see like a lot of what MTI does and not just to see like one part. And that helped me to kind of narrow my focus on like what age group am I really wanting to work with and what age do I really connect with the best? So as the summer went on, I realized, wow, I really wanna work with teenagers. Um, Maybe not indefinitely, but definitely for a season, I would love to work with teens as they are going through a really big transition. And from my own story, I remember how difficult it was just being a teenager, like just being a teenager in itself is really hard. But you add on top of that, like moving overseas and like losing all your friends, like that's, you're losing everything. For that, for a teen, that's like your whole world. And so just remembering my own experience 
as a teenager and when I was in high school I was able to actually start a youth group and I led a youth group for two years for third culture kids and MKs and that experience was really hard just seeing like the different issues that TCKs go, are going through in that developmental period, but it was a really good experience for me. And so moving forward, I think that God has really prepared me in a lot of ways for this next step, from my own experiences with that. And then from my internship, I'm going to be walking into MTI with this experience of knowing how they operate and knowing the heart behind it. And I'll just be able to kind of get plugged in right away. So. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm going to be doing. It's a one and a half year commitment that I'm stepping into. So from January 6th, 2020 until I think August 2021. That's kind of my next step as I am out of college now. Okay. So a few questions about MTI and then questions about you and this whole thing. So that's kind of the direction, twofold thing. First off, so is MTI associated, Is are they their own mission organization or are they associated with any mission organizations? Backstory is why I'm asking. I, my parents are missionaries with crew and crew, I don't know if it's, they just don't like playing with others or they're just, everything is in-house for crew, it feels like. Um, they have their own MK group, they have their own training, they have everything. And so how does that work? How does MTI work with, like you mentioned your parents went to MTI, but they weren't like, yeah. So how does that work with like missions and sending agencies and all that fun stuff? So MTI serves about 200 different mission agencies every year. Um, missionaries will come usually from smaller mission agencies rather than larger ones like crew. A lot of the larger ones have their own internal networks for member care and training and all that stuff. But a lot of smaller ones just don't have the expertise to really go through what is it gonna be like to learn a new language or adjusting to a culture or to be able to actually meet every single member of the family with age appropriate curriculum. They just don't have, like not every mission agency has the ability to provide curriculum that meets kids at every age level. So MTI started in the 1950s and they have like, I would say probably the most experience with doing missionary training. Um, there's really no other organization like them that serves so many different organizations. And they have, their, their programs are four week long and then they run throughout the whole year. And so, I mean, you have like hundreds and yeah, hundreds of missionaries coming in throughout the year. So yeah, so Mission Training International kind of services a lot of different organizations and they have a very basic statement of faith, so you could that would include like a lot of different denominations. Okay, so do they do mission training and then do they also do like transition back to the US and all that stuff as well? Do they do sending and receiving essentially? Right, so MTI okay. does both a training program and a debriefing program. So during my internship, I was mostly in the training side and I really got to see that, but there is also a debriefing program that lasts for one week. And so this, the intention of this program is for missionaries who are returning, whether for furlough or for long-term, that they can come back and process um, and really debrief some of the experiences they have, whether that's things like trauma or if it's just the challenges that they're facing on the field. And so the teams within MTI, it's really kind of two different programs and they function very separately, but then they will have meetings and kind of communicate on what are the trends that they're seeing. And a lot of times the people on the debriefing side will speak back to the training side the training. and say, hey, like we're seeing this, like 
this confirms that what you're doing is really good or maybe you should change some things and they they provide some feedback that's cool okay so for you so you said you going into your internship you wanted to work in the member care field specifically in missions was that the case was that like has that been like the dream going into moody or so basically day one freshman year moving in what did you want to be when you grew up and how did that turn into this right so i have wanted to do counseling for missionaries ever since high school probably my sophomore year i thought i wanted to be an elementary ed teacher but i realized i do like kids but i don't love kids that much (laughs) like they weren't my passion and so the more i thought about it in high school i realized I really love connecting with people and I love going deeper and trying to understand what are the issues that are like beneath the surface in someone's heart that are causing the outward behavior. I just had a natural inclination towards that even in high school just to listen to people and really try to help them figure out what's going on in their life and in their heart. So coming into Moody, I was planning to study pre-counseling as my major with the intention of getting a master's afterwards and basically doing counseling for missionaries in in some capacity. I didn't exactly know what, but that was kind of my overall dream. I, I even before coming to Moody, thought about maybe traveling and kind of visiting different mission fields to provide that kind of service or moving somewhere like Thailand where there's actually counseling centers that are specifically for expats and like a lot of missionaries. That was kind of the dream. The catch with that is that I didn't expect to stay in the United States. (laughs) I always imagined that I would be doing that kind of work overseas because the United States was not home for me. But over the four years at Moody and especially through meeting my fiance and developing our relationship, I realized that the United States was becoming more and more home for me. And I also realized that here in the U.S., there's more opportunities for me to um, really pour into missionaries than overseas, at least for now. So when I had this opportunity with MTI, I realized why would I continue with my education, at least for right now, when I don't have the experience that I think is going to be really needed. And so I may or may not get a master's in counseling after my time at MTI. My, my goal is still to do some sort of work in this field, but I think my perspective has shifted a little bit through my time at MTI doing my internship because I really saw the value of doing more preventative work. Counseling is very much meeting someone where they're at. A lot of times it's kind of coming in when there's a crisis and trying to put the fires out and really see where that came from. And through being at MTI, I realized sometimes it's a lot more effective to do the preventative work of helping people to realize their emotions or their expectations when they go to the mission field or how to deal with conflict or how to manage their stress, things like that, that they can be prepared in before they ever leave the United States. And that could actually help to prevent some of those issues arising. And so both counseling and the the training is needed. I think it we need both of it. And I don't know exactly where God has me long term on that side of things. But for now, I'm going to get my feet wet in the training side and see where God leads. Okay. It's funny how like almost every TCK slash MK expat, whatever abbreviation you want to use to define this that I talked to 
had a specific career goal in mind, and it always involved leaving the country. And then college happened, maybe a relationship happened, and then it just kind of, it changed. There's like very, like, also it's funny how much a significant other can make something feel like home. Yeah, I use that in like when I tell people like, yeah, I went to Moody Planning. I was like, my plan was go to college, leave the country. Then I met a girl and things kind of changed. But yeah, wow, that's cool. Okay, so you're one of the few that is sort of still doing what they went into Moody wanting to be when they grew up, which is cool. Okay, so you mentioned you wanted to work with kids. So I guess so like MK specifically, MK like member care and MK care and TCK care was something that you've wanted to do. Like you, do you didn't have, you had never had any ambitions of being like, I'm gonna work with adults. It was always like, I'm gonna work with kids, correct? I was actually undecided. Okay. And yeah, going into Moody, I wasn't really sure. I knew that in terms of my age and the experiences I've had, I knew that I could connect with kids better um, because I came into Moody at 17. So it's not like I felt super equipped to really meet adults where they're at because <laughs> I have not walked in their shoes. Not to say that I couldn't offer them something, but I just felt like with you know, kind of my age and everything, I would best be able to pour into kids or teens. So that's currently where I feel like I'm at. I feel like this job that I'm stepping into with MTI is a great opportunity for me to be that person who's just a few steps down the road from where they're at, but I'm not too far removed that I can't relate with them. There's actually a guy at MTI that I'm stepping into his position for this year and a half, um, and he's quite a bit older than me. And so one of the things that he's told me is, I'm really looking forward to when you come, not only because of your age, but also because of your gender. Um, there's a lot of teenage girls who are coming in really wanting someone to connect with. And so that can be a really valuable asset for me. But yeah, after MTI, I, I think I actually would enjoy working with adults more. It's just a matter of what doors the Lord opens. Knowing that this is kind of what you want, I'm tracking my knowledge of what you did throughout Moody. So was like all your work with Mukapa semi-intentional? Or like, I mean, obviously it was, but like, I know for, for me, it was very much like, oh, this is a thing. I love, I, it wasn't like, I'm gonna do this for the rest of my life. It was like, oh, this is a thing, it's here. Was that like in the back of your mind? Like, oh, this is preparing me for this and like I can get to, or was, I'm just curious. Oh yeah, it was definitely very intentional. <laughs> And it's funny because a lot of times um, it would kind of provide the reason why Mukapa mattered a lot more to me than even to other people on the team. I remember one time I was talking to one of my teammates because we were having a little bit of disagreement about our commitment to Mukapa and what that meant to us. And she was saying, for me, for me it's kind of like my PCM, like my practical Christian ministry. It's like I show up, I do it, it matters but it's not like the most important thing in my life. And in response to that, I was like, oh wow, like that's such a different priority than it is for me. Because for me, my involvement in Mukapa is like, honestly, it's even more important to me than some of my classes. 
because this is what I want to do in the future. This Mm -hmm. is my passion. This is what I feel like God has for me. And I hope that he'll use me in some way in this, you know, kind of ministry for years down the road. And so I was orienting my life kind of around that, hoping that God would use that. So yeah, it was definitely an intentional experience that I wanted to have. I learned a lot through being with Mukapa. And yeah, it was, I was kind of, it was just the next step. So <laughs> So as a TCK or yeah, as a TCK yourself, or I just started reading the book TCK. So as an ATCK, so many abbreviations. Do you, first off, are there, with MTI, are there a lot of TCKs that work with TCKs or is it primarily non-TCKs at MTI? First off, let me start there working with the TCKs? I would say it's very mixed between adult TCKs. Previously, they were previously missionaries. So I don't know if you call that like ex-missionaries. Former, I'd say former, former missionaries. For, yeah, I was like former missionaries. So it's a mix between, yeah, adult TCKs, former missionaries, and I think there's like a few staff who have done have not done mission work, but they were um, like pastor's kids or something like that. Okay. So they have that experiential knowledge of what's it like for kids who are in the ministry world. Okay. So for you, how do you feel that your time as a TCK has uniquely prepared you for the role that you're going to be stepping into? Uh-huh. Well, I think that even if someone has had different experiences and they have not been a missionary kid, I think that they can still empathize um, and they can learn to do that. Um, Even in my relationship with my fiance, he's never been an MK, he's not a TCK at all, but he has learned to understand me. And in some ways he can actually minister to me in better ways than my fellow MKs because he's not one. And he can call out, you know, when I'm being really bitter or like, I don't know, like <laughs> self-righteous or proud or whatever. Like he can call those things out in a in a way that's more helpful to me than some of my MK friends. But I think there's still a really huge value, especially for kids who are they haven't moved to the mission field yet. So they're they're preparing for this, and in a lot of ways, they're looking for someone who can say, "I've been in your shoes, and I'm okay," because <laughs> there's a lot of fear in becoming a missionary kid. And there's actually a lot of fear in their parents as well. MTI did a study, I think it was a couple years ago, they did a survey of different moms. They have like a mom's night where moms share their biggest fears about becoming missionaries. And like so many of their answers are about their kids, of how is this gonna impact my kids? I'm really afraid that they're not going to have a stable identity or they're not going to adjust or all these things that are are really valid fears. And so both the parents and the kids really desire that reassurance of, does this work? Like, are we going to be okay making this step of faith? And so I think that um, me being able to say to them, it's hard, it's messy, to give them a realistic view of what it's going to be like and the kinds of challenges they're going to face. I'm not going to sugarcoat things, but I'm also going to say, and you're going to be okay. And um, I'm going to be able to share with them things that have helped me, friendships that have helped form who I am, 
um, how God has taught me that my identity is in him and not in whatever culture I'm in or um, whatever situation he puts me in and how that's been a struggle, but that is what has kept me anchored. So it's like that voice that is both brutally honest and comforting at the same time. And I think that my experiences and what I've gone through really allow me to do that in a way that only someone who's been through that can say because someone else they can say like I think it'd be okay but they don't really know because they haven't been through it Um, and I think as well God's given me an ability to listen and to meet people where they're at and so if there's a teenager which there probably will a lot be a lot of times be a teenager who is not excited about moving to the field at all like they're angry about it they don't want to they're really mad at god they're really mad at their parents like what do you say to that and i think because i've been there because i've been in situations like that where i was really mad at god or i was really upset that my parents were having us move and leave a place that i called home i'm able to sit with them and and not say don't be mad or like don't be upset I can say yeah you are upset this is frustrating this is hard and help them process that and give them words for it in a safe space and I think that's really valuable because it's when our emotions are stifled and we feel like we can't express them that they grow and they just grow over time but when we have that space to be able to process them and we feel like okay like I'm normal it's okay to feel this that's when we can start to go through that grieving process to a place where we finally accept what's going on and we feel better about it. So I'm really hoping and I think that my experience is gonna really allow me to do that in a really powerful way. Mm, That's good, yeah. As you were saying that, uh, you know, the fear that people have going in the mission field, like there's a reason that the Mukapa panel was one of the largest attended panels during missions conference, especially amongst all the intercultural majors. Um, I make the joke of people just want to know what they're condemning their kids to. But final question, and I think I asked you this already, but this is one of my base questions, but I think now you are a little bit more uniquely uniquely qualified to answer this question. Uh, what is one thing about your TCK experience that you are planning, like what is, okay, so what is something that like TCK care people did for you that you either want to replicate as you move into this role of TCK care or change as you move into this role of TCK care? Um, I think what I really want to change is something that was lacking in my life, right? So there's a lot of things that I encountered at MTI and I'm looking forward to at MTI that were missing in my experience. There were things that I didn't hear, I didn't learn about. And to give an example, there's a class at MTI, or um, rather a lesson that MTI teaches, and it's called um, the pair of ducks or the paradox. Um, And this was really formational for me when I came to MTI and learned this. Um, It just rocked my world. So the pair of ducks is there's a yay duck and a yuck duck, and they represent in life how there's both yays and yucks. There's both good and bad, and Mm -hmm. the ducks always swim together. Right, so that's why they're called a pair. And you can't separate the good and from the bad. You can't say it's all good or all bad. You always have to recognize where there's both. 
And this is something that I really wish that I'd learned in my life because for so, for so long, because I wanted to be a good missionary kid, because I didn't want to disappoint my parents, and simply because I didn't have permission to say it was hard, I minimized all of my pain and all of the grief I was going through, and I just focused on the good. And I would say, yes, I love being a missionary kid. Here's all the good things I can tell you about it. But I never said the other side of it, which is, it's really hard being a missionary kid. It's really hard moving so often or having transition um, or not having stable friendships sometimes. And I wish that I had had permission to say that. And I wish that someone had taught me the lesson of paradox or pair of ducks so that even as a kid, I would have been able to hold those both. And so that's something that I am really excited to be able to share with the teens that I'm teaching because they're going to have lots of negative things that they're anticipating about the mission field. And those are true. And I don't want to minimize those. But I also want to help them see and look for what's good. Or if there's some who are only looking at what's good, I want to open their eyes to what could also be potentially hard. Um, And so I want to help them have a balanced perspective. So that's something that was really missing in my experience as a missionary kid that I really want to empower um, the missionary kids that I'm pouring into with. Yeah, that's that's one thing that Stephen also talks about is what he talked about in his episode with me was like thinking, I think he preferred to refer to as like thinking didactively or something like that, where it's like things can be both bad and good. They can't be, they, they don't have to be one or the other. You can be excited to move back to the US and you can also be sad and be in grief and like or you can like be sad about moving but also enjoy the fact that like you'll be able to drink out of the tap and you don't have to boil the water and like enjoy some like you can be sad about leaving your home but also excited about visiting your family and the amenities that come with the United States and American privilege and things like that and I think that's something that that wasn't necessarily something I was taught either was this concept of you can have both um, not as like, not because like it was intentionally, it just was not something that my parents need to talk about. Um, awesome. So you are currently in this process of support raising, correct? So if people are interested in finding out more about you or what's going on or following, like plug all the things, here's where you plug all the things. <laughs> um, all right. So if you are interested in supporting me in any way, whether through prayer or finances or even just helping me get connected with other people who are of the same passion and heart, I would love to get connections from you. Um, You can visit my website, which is rachelbear.org. That's R-A-C-H-E-L-B-A-E-R.org. You can also email me at rbear at mti.org. guys for listening to tck tales uh, i'm sorry that it's been a while with this podcast uh, episode coming out i kind of am starting a new season now because it's been so long so i'm kicking it off now and yeah just with getting married and moving and changing jobs there's just been a lot of stuff happening and i'm by myself so it's just hard to find the time to do everything so things have kind of settled down enough that i am able to get back at it and really hit the ground running so i'm hoping to continue to keep things going 
and be semi-regular adult life kind of hit me harder than I expected it to. But I'm excited for this new season and all the awesome episodes that I have geared up and lined up for you guys, including this one that you, this one that you guys just heard. It's super great. Speaking of that, uh, I am by myself, and I do have uh, a limited amount of time between social media and website, and I would love to be able to do more. But in order to do that, I need money. And TCK Tales is a extension of my ministry. It's part of my ministry. So if you feel the call to give and financially support me as I am doing this and as I am trying to make a living and provide for my family and create good content, boost the production quality, all that fun stuff, please consider financially being one of my financial supporters. You can support me through Anchor. There's a link in the show notes. Thank you to people who have given. If you can't give but you still want to support this podcast, a great way to do that would be to leave a review on iTunes, a five-star review. I'm hope-keeping five-star status, and so I love that. But yeah, leave a review there. Uh, If you would like to share your story, please consider doing that. You can go to my website, tcktales.com, and hit the share your story button. There'll be information on how to do that, and then we'll start a dialogue, and we'll get you on. There have already been a few people that are going to show up in this season, and I'm really excited about that. Check me out on Facebook at facebook.com slash tcktales, or You can also just email me at tcktales at gmail.com. Looking forward to continuing this season with you guys. And yeah, I'm excited. I'll see you guys in a few weeks with another TCK Tale. TCK Tales is brought to you in partnership with mk to mk mk to mk is a fantastic ministry they are an extension of crew they're specifically targeting missionary kids so basically they are missionary kids ministering to missionary kids thus the name mk to mk they have a ton of fantastic resources as well as trips summer internships projects retreats all of that so check them out at their website mk2mk.com there's a link in my website check them out they are an amazing ministry that have had a profound effect in my life Thank you.